In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and I really cannot believe that 2017 is coming to an end in just a few days. I hope everybody who celebrate the December holidays had a wonderful holiday season as we come closer to ringing in the new year. And today I'm recording from Dubrovnik in Croatia. Therefore, a special welcome to all our listeners in this part of the world. And we have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are listening from. Leadership Beyond Borders has now been on the air for six months, and we've reached about 10,000 listeners from all over the world. But what's the show about? It's about helping you become aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts around leadership. We also talk about business issues that leaderships need to be aware of in order to lead their businesses successfully in today's global marketplace. And today, as we close out 2017, we're going to talk a little about your leadership mindset. We want to talk about your mindset as you start 2018. But over the last months, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and generational management and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So with this show, we're going to reflect back at some of those, on some of those episodes and reflect back on your accomplishments for 2017 and hope that you will give some reflection to 2018. But before we start with that, I have one more request for our listeners. I want you to also have another New Year's resolution, and that's to download this series and listen to me weekly, listen to a series you haven't heard, and send me a contact. Email me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net or globalbusinesstherapy.com. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to hear from you, so please send me a mail. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, if you are a business owner, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week, and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. So now on to today. Our new global economy today is very often called the VUCA world. Now, if you, does everybody know what that is? Maybe not, okay? The VUCA world is a global work environment which has volatility, uncertainty, change, and ambiguity. It is, and that's kind of the normal part. I mean, it doesn't sound normal, but that's what VUCA is about. And in this world, leaders who want to perform and organizations who want to perform will have to continually transform from within. And transforming is innovating and looking at the future. It's preserving the core values of today while molding yourself and helping yourself fit the future. But this means that we have to adapt to transformation and we have to have a growth mindset. Now, a mindset is defined as a fixed ways of thinking, habits, if you will, that predetermine our responses to different stimuli. But a growth mindset, what's a growth mindset? Well, Stanford University's Carol Dweck says there is a growth mindset. And he's, and Carol says that uh, talents and abilities can be developed through effort, good teaching, and persistence. Basically, Carol says, we have control of our mindset and we can change and adapt it and people who adapt their mindsets see things such as setbacks or as chances to develop their skills they don't see them as barriers and this kind of mindset is critical in this VUCA world now your mindset influences and determines how you interpret situations your emotional reactions decisions you make and the actions you take so controlling that can help you control yourself and influence the world around you. 
And, you know, it's not just a bunch of this touch, touchy-feely garbage. I mean, I, I kind of was thinking that myself when I first was reading everything. It, it's not, okay? It lies at the core of who you are, who I am, who we are, and what kind of leader we are. And our guest today is a specialist in understanding mindsets. And he is going to talk to us about how we can be in control of our own. Jonathan Pritchard is an, entre- is an entertainer turned speaker, coach, and author. Colleagues, businesses, and and entrepreneurs invite Jonathan to talk about his insights into human behavior, success psychology, motivation, and communication. For the past decade, he's been on TV. He's toured the world as a mentalist, which has given him a unique insight into why people do what they do, how to leverage what they do, and leverage that process to create a custom-fit life. His passion for connecting with audiences means people are drawn to his dynamic presenting style, and he always leaves them amazed with demonstrations of mind-to-mind communication. He's the author of Like a Mind Reader, available on Amazon, and he uses his profession now as a mentalist to teach professionals how to become better leaders and contribute not only to their businesses and their employees, but also how to make them best out of themselves. So welcome to the show, Jonathan. Thank you so much. With that kind of introduction, I have a lot to live up to. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing, I'm sure you will. And uh, thank you for, for taking the time out to be with us. So, Jonathan, just a quick a quick your background. You started out as a performer, a mind reader. Um, what made you kind of do that? Well, I was fascinated by magic tricks growing up. And over time, I kind of just graduated to doing mind reading tricks instead of playing with cards. Because I could do the world's best card trick and people think, well, if I have that trick deck, I could do that too. But telling somebody what street they grew up on That is deeply unsettling, and that was really interesting. And from there, I got interested in understanding why tricks are even possible in the first place. If you really think about it, magic tricks shouldn't even exist. The only reason they do is that we've got hiccups in how we understand reality and how we navigate our choices. And through those kind of cognitive blind spots, that's where magic lives. Mm-hmm. And and you that you really became fascinated with these this these magic and those cognitive spots, um, and that's how you started out. And you were also you were also on America's Got Talent, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I was on America's Got Talent, and I've gone out for other TV shows, all that kind of fun stuff. So it's really interesting to see behind the scenes how all that stuff happens. And what's really interesting to me is how television. It's not real, right? Those aren't really people inside your television. That's light on a screen, right? Yeah, that's true. it, It seems really real, and it's not in any way. If you're standing in the room where the cameras are, that's what's really happening. But anything you see on the screen doesn't really exist. But people think you're not real until you're on television. And that is such a bizarre idea to me. And it's just so weird, but that's the heart of how our brains work. We think the made-up thing is more real than the reality that we live in. And that's that's the perceptions we bring in, and those are the little hiccups you're talking about, I think. And and, and when you're talking about the perceptions, what is that what a mentalist is? Is that somebody – could you explain to us what a mentalist is? Is that somebody who works with these little hiccups or what is that? Exactly. A mentalist is basically somebody who on stage makes it look like they can read minds. It's kind of specializing in what most people would consider to be psychic stuff like – reading minds, telling the future, all those kinds of things. I'm not going to make a tiger appear on stage, right? That's that's a magic trick. But getting inside someone's head, that's a mentalism experience. So that's the kind of the difference between the two. They're both based on deception and mental hiccups, but one is more tricks with things, and a mentalist does tricks with information, so is this is this more related to what I would consider maybe applied psychology in a same in, in a exactly, way? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I always like to say it's 
just a combination of applied psychology and showmanship. I'm not mm -hmm. actually psychic. I can't really read minds. But what I can do is manage the information that you're working with to make it look like I'm psychic. Mm -hmm. So how does that now, let, let's bring this back into the business world, okay, mm -hmm. and a little bit into coaching. How, how does that relate to the business world or relate to coaching? Here's how I like to explain it is a mentalist creates a context for the audience to make logical assumptions that are later shown to not be true. Right? That's mm -hmm. every magic trick, every mind-reading trick that you will ever see. And when we pick that apart, you'll see how this applies to everything because the mentalist creates a context. So what, what does that mean? Right? What's the situation around the details that you're looking at? What happened before this? What's your relationship to the dynamic? What's your role in the whole thing? What's their role? And what do I believe about this situation? Right? So then the mm -hmm, second right. part is what assumptions am I making? Right? What seems like the most logical explanation for what I'm seeing? And what are my previous experiences that make this the most likely thing for me to be thinking, right? Does, mm -hmm. But does this have any basis in reality? Could there be a different explanation? What is actually happening, not what I think is happening? And also, what lies am I telling myself, right? What's the story that I'm saying to myself? So what does it all mean, right? So those are really important questions to ask, right? So in the context of an entertainment show for an hour, you forget your problems for an hour, you laugh, and then you go right back to them. But it's a safe experience. You go, I know that he's lying to me and that this is for fun. In that context, it's a fun experience. But in a business world, that's not a fun experience. You think you're going to get the second round of funding, and at the last minute, it all fell apart, and you have no clue why. Right? Mm -hmm. That is a bad surprise. This mm -hmm. happens in your personal life, in your financial life, in your relationships. It's all because there's something you believe about the situation that is that has no basis in reality. But what you think is going on is what dictates how you behave instead of really seeing the situation for what it is instead of what you think it is. Mm -hmm. and, and that's that's basically that's really interesting because that's basically what coaching is about coaching um if you're coming to coach me then then I'm going to have these hiccups okay um, regardless of what because we all have them and then you're going to help me find those those cognitive spaces because I have to find them right and then fill fill those in so I can get rid of these assumptions. And I think I think that's absolutely fascinating when you look at coaching from that point of view, um, from your talent as a mentalist and helping exactly. me as yeah, that's 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 really quite different. Um, uh, that's so when you start to work with business leaders, um, and you coach quite a few business leaders. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when you start to work with them, I know I've read some of your articles and you talk about as you start in this coaching process, helping them organize their mind as one of the most important things. And I'd like to ask you about that, but we're going to take a really short break, Jonathan. And when we come back, let's talk about how you start in that process and you help these business leaders organize their minds. Looking forward to digging in. Okay, so we're going to take a short break now, and we are speaking with Jonathan Pritchard. He's a mentalist, he's an executive coach, and he's the author of Think Like a Mind Reader. Jonathan can be, you can get a hold of Jonathan by just Googling Like a Mind Reader under likeamindreader.com, and he's on Facebook, he's on Twitter, and he's on Instagram under at Like a Mind Reader. And he can be reached at Jonathan at likeamindreader.com. And I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership trainer and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group, Leadership Beyond Borders, or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net or globalbusinesstherapy.com. And with that, we'll be right back.
From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Having a lawyer in your court is always a good idea. Each week, Wagner and Winnick on the Law helps you sort out the legal issues and questions in a forum with judges, lawyers, and policy experts, answering your questions and discussing your personal rights within the legal system. Law School Dean Mitchell Winnick, along with law professor Stephen Wagner, will discuss the sometimes ever-changing laws and policies to keep you in the know. Listen every Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. If you don't know the law, know a lawyer. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on the Voice America Business Channel. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we are speaking with Jonathan Pritchard. He's a mentalist, executive coach, and author of Think Like a Mind Reader. And before the break, Jonathan, we got a little bit of your background. Thank you very much. That was great. And we started to talk about your, your taking your mentalist skills and, and bringing them into professional coaching. And one of the things I read about you is you talk to, to leaders and you talk about organizing, a leader organizing their mind is one of the most important things. So can you explain about this? Absolutely. The, the main thing is helping people be their best friend. Right to be their own coach and cheerleader and to get the results that they want. And for me, it's really helping people get their mind on their side because so often people never even get started because they don't believe that they could or they don't think they can. There's just a whole slew of reasons why you don't get the results that you want. And almost always it boils down to some belief that you're not even aware of that is undermining the the confidence for you to get what it is that you, that you want out of life. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just going to jump on this for a minute. Um, it, it, it's a confidence thing. And, and do you think people... Is it confidence or do we always have excuses or we try to find excuses? Um, h- how do you do that? I mean, how do, you, how, how do I try to get my mind prepared, uh, get my mind into the context? Exactly. Where I can be, yeah. Yeah, for me, one of the big things is not knowing how to use the resources that you have is exactly the same as not having them in the first place. And mm-hmm. most people don't know how much they're actually capable of doing because one, they may not have had family that helped them discover their skills and talents. Maybe maybe they've got friends that don't know how to get the best out of people, right? There's so many reasons, but it all boils down to helping people discover what they're actually capable of doing. And the easiest way of doing that isn't through motivation, Right. That's why when I when I talk about motivation, it's more of, you know what, you don't need it. 
right? Professionals, they don't care if they're motivated to do their job or not. They show up and do the work they know they should be doing, right? Mm -hmm. So waiting for feeling motivated to do something will never get you results because you're never going to feel like doing it, right? You're going to feel like sitting on the couch and putting your feet up. That's that's what I want to do, right? Yeah. But getting results gets me motivated to keep doing that thing that got me results. So how do I take inventory of the resources I have? I mean, when you just said that to me, I'm thinking, okay, what kind of resources do I have? Um, are you talking about my own mental resources or or support services or education? What what do you mean by that? Right, the the whole thing, the mm-hmm. the fact that we live in the future, right? We have more resources right next to us right now than the richest people in the history of human beings have ever even been able to dream of, right? The fact that we're talking to each other from across the world, mm-hmm. that's amazing. We can get in touch with anybody, right? It's, it's super easy. And relationships are the most powerful force in your life. So cultivating powerful relationships that's the most effective way to get what it is that you want out of life. So whether it's technical resources, financial resources, it all boils down to who do you know, who knows you, and what value can you bring to the relationship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, that's why networking and, and everything is so high priority on um, the, the list for leaders. But you need some preparation to do that, don't you? I mean, what? where does prep? I, I think about my world and I think, oh, my gosh, I have so much to do. I have so many resources. But mm-hmm. if I if I wasn't getting myself kind of prepared, then I may not know what to do. Is what 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 part does preparation play in all this? The the whole thing. Right. Without preparation, you're lost. And I always like to say the show starts before the show starts. The When I walk out on stage, that's not the first time I've thought about this experience. The whole thing has been meticulously planned out months, if not years ahead of time. So I like to to think of it as effect first thinking. That's how you Mm -hmm. prepare. Because instead of going, well, I've got this neat method. I've got this neat tool. What do I do with it? Instead, you go, what do I want out of this experience? What can I bring to the table now working backwards? How can I make that happen with the resources I have on hand already? Right. Because Mm -hmm. in the the context of a mentalism show, there might be some really clever method that's ingenious and so neat. And I'm in love with the method. But the trick I can do with it, you know, it's not entertaining. It doesn't make the audience laugh. It's kind of a boring trick. Well, I can put that trick into my show because I love the method, but it doesn't get the result I want. Or a method is so boring that it's just like, ugh, this is not clever at all. But you know what? It makes for a really neat experience. Well, let's focus on the effect first and then make that happen however we can. Okay, so getting myself organized now i'm i'm looking at my relationships trying to see what resources i have i'm going to use this effective thinking i mean this is really great tips jonathan this is wonderful because it kind of fits into who we are as leaders and if you want to move forward you have to do this but i also sometimes it gets scary oh Um, yeah what's your experience with that? How do I get over this this fear that I have to do this? Um, yes. I might, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there, there are two two things I like to, to say about this. One is we've evolved to be scared creatures. To imagine something in the tall grass and we run away from it keeps us safer than, you know what? Maybe there isn't a tiger over there and I'm going to make sure. Well, the person that makes sure... Well, what if there is a tiger, right? You just walked right up to it. (laughs) So we've evolved to run away from our fear as a survival instinct. So it it totally makes sense to be afraid because, you know what? All these bad things might happen, and if I run away from it, I'm pretty sure that it's not going to happen then. So we've evolved to be loss-aversion creatures. We want to run away from things we could lose. So 
in order to get what we don't have, we've got to do things we've never done, which is by definition terrifying because it, mm-hmm. it's it's scary. I know these problems. I know the problems that I've had my whole life and they're comfortable and safe. These problems are safe. This other one, you have a belief that, well, in order to get rich, I'm going to have to burn all my relationships or I need to work 80 hours a week to be successful. All these beliefs are baked into that fear. A second part is the fear. I call him Frank. I've got a Frank in my mind. He lives in my mind. And I made a room for him in the the house in my mind. And he is my worst critic. He says, you're going to fail. It's going to be awful. You're going to destroy your career and your relationships. This is all going to be horrible. Well, that's the best way that Frank knows how to love me. He's Mm -hmm. afraid for my well-being, and he wants me to succeed. So he's just trying to point out all the ways that I could fail. Now, if I try to fight Frank or ignore him, he just gets louder and louder and louder. You can never get rid of your Frank. All you can do is say, thank you very much for your input. You've been heard. I understand your concern. I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And let me let me relate that. That's so a really, really good point because this, this part about fear – is is so important in leadership today, and I'd I'd like I, I'd like to have your opinion on that. Um, we when we see good leaders, really good leaders, we usually see that they don't they move beyond their fears. They don't demonstrate these fears. Okay, um, I don't know if it means they have their Franken control or what. So, do you think that being able to move out of this move past? control this fear is essential for good leadership? I, I believe it's what you tell yourself the fear means. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fearful. If you tell me you have no fear, I'm scared of you because you're psychotic. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, <laughs> yeah. a, a life without fear is, is nothing I want to be a part of. But it's what you tell yourself that fear means that makes mm-hmm. all the difference in the world. So a really good leader can own up. You know what? I'm experiencing a lot of fear, but that now is just an opportunity to be courageous mm-hmm. instead okay. of I'm now fearful. And that means I shouldn't try it because I, I'm going to, I'm going to spin out. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's the story you tell yourself more th- that, that means the most more than the experience you're going through. Uh-huh. And the story, when that's that's a really good point. And the story you tell yourself, because you talk a little bit about um, the snowflake syndrome, uh, because I think we all tell ourselves stories. Okay, can you tell? Let, can you tell me about a little bit about that? What's that? Yes, the the snowflake syndrome to me is, you know what? I I hear you, Jonathan. You're making really good points. I I get it. But you know what? My situation is so unique that there's no <laughs> way these these strategies and tactics and mindsets that have worked for the highest achievers since the beginning of time, well, that none of that matters because my situation is so different, right? That yeah. That's it. People are just looking for ways to go, well, that doesn't apply in this situation because of these reasons, and therefore I can continue to have these same problems, right? So okay. people look for ways that they're so unique to excuse themselves of having to deal with their problems. So it's really just, it's that excuse, okay? Not reality coming back, not facing what you talked about, not controlling everything. Exactly. It's just, it's a continual refusal to accept responsibility for your choices and the consequences of your actions. That's really all, all it boils down to. And the more special you feel the easier it is to ignore the truth of the situation. Mm-hmm. And we all do that from time to time, no matter what. <laughs> okay? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. And that's the thing. We, we've got these cognitive blind spots. See, th- there are three kinds of problems that we all deal with. I like to call them speed bumps. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that they don't really slow us down too much. They're just a little bump in the road. Okay, I can handle that. I, I, I know how to deal with all those. Then we've got the roadblocks, things that bring us to a full, complete stop, and we've got to figure out a way around it, and it's going to take a lot of time and effort, but we at least can see it. 
Mm-hmm. The really dangerous problems are the third kind, blind spots. Think about you're driving and there's a car in your blind spot. You don't even know it's there. You try to make a change and it destroys your car, right? Right. So those blind spots are those huge problems that you're not even aware of. And the only way to see them is to get somebody that's not in your context, who hasn't had your experience, who don't have the same beliefs as you, to challenge those beliefs that you're not even aware of that are causing you to undermine your success. Mm-hmm. And this is where it comes back to why this leadership coaching is so important and, and trying to help leaders and, and help ourselves uncover those spots because it's very, very difficult for us to, to see them, them see those ourselves. We need exactly. help doing that. Yeah. It, to me, yeah. it, it blows my mind. I get it, but it blows my mind when people go, I, I understand what you do, but you know, I don't really need a coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. you're a better performer than Olympic athletes. Yeah, exactly. you, you think you're, you're more skillful than an Olympic athlete because even Olympic athletes have coaches that mm-hmm. help them get the most out of their potential. And if you think you're better than an Olympic athlete, I better see your gold medal. And if you mm-hmm. don't have it, that's a huge blind spot of hubris, of thinking that you don't need to improve. Everybody needs a coach. Even mm-hmm. coaches have coaches, mm-hmm. right? We all need each other to fill in the blind spots and to help keep us accountable. Do, do you think, do you think that this, um, I wouldn't say aversion because I think things have changed now. I mean, I think coaching is, is much more accepted today in professional, but in the, in the past it had that um, stigma of, okay, you know, send Kimberly to a coach because she's doing something wrong. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, do you remember those days? I mean, and today it's more about, I want to go to a coach because I want to develop myself. So do you think that those shifts are, there are some mind shifts changing about? Absolutely. I think it's a lot more accepted now. It's, uh, it's kind of the, well, I'm ashamed to say I'm going to a therapist because uh, people are going to think I'm broken. But now people understand that working on yourself is the best investment you'll ever make in your life, in your business and your relationships. It's just really peculiar how, the people who need it the most are the least likely to yeah. seek it out, right? The people that are like gung-ho and you know what? They're going to succeed on their own. I'm just so happy to be a part of their journey to, and help make it happen faster. But the people who need our help the most are the least likely to seek us out. So that's why I like working with rock stars who are already going to win. I just want to help them win faster. But I am not going to push your rock uphill to make you care more about your problem than I do. Like, There's no way I'm going to do that. Re- really, really good point. And, and those are probably the people who have the most biggest and the most blind spots. Okay, <laughs> and, Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, can't you? We have to be realistic with ourselves and look at ourselves. And I think you've you've put this really well together, talking about the resources and the effective first thinking, and you know um, how to overcome these blocks. So we're going to take another short break now, and um, when we come back, I'd, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about um, using all this to not just help move yourself forward, but to help influence others, okay? Um, or help influence and or have an impact in your world around you when we come back, Jonathan. You okay? got it. Looking forward to okay, it. Okay, so uh, listeners, we are talking to Jonathan Pritchard, mentalist, executive coach, and author of Think Like a Mind Reader. And you can reach out to Jonathan at jonathan at likeamindreader.com. Go to his website, Like a Mind Reader. And he's on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and he's waiting to hear from you. So please send him a mail, tweet him, go to Facebook or, or uh, go to his website. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, leadership trainer and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net or globalbusinesstherapy.com. And with that, we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjoke All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjoke All at CIO Talk Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on the Voice America's Business Channel. I am Kimberly Lewis, your host. And we are talking today with Jonathan Pritchard. He's a mentalist, executive coach, and author of Think Like a Mind Reader. And before before the break, uh, we were talking with Jonathan about organizing your mind, how to control your mind, and what we have to do, what we leaders have to do for ourselves, okay? Um, and we talked a lot about coaching and how important coaching is. And Jonathan, I'd like to take that a little step further, and because it's not just about me, me and us and myself as a leader. It's also about how I impact the world around me. And um, you've done some research and you talk about, um, you know, four strategic steps to really ethically, I'm going to say ethically influence, to use your mind to ethically influence what's around you. And um, you talk a little, you talk about this combustion, this uh, oxygen fuel heat as one of the first steps. Mm -hmm. uh, Could you tell us a little about that? I found that really interesting when I was reading your material. Well, thank you. The... I like I like to back up because you know everybody wants that that Jedi mind trick of waving your hand and getting people to do what you want them to do. Right? They they're looking for that secret, but there's really no secret. Uh, but I, I like to think of influence and in this kind of stuff because a lot of people feel it's icky, right? I'm I'm trying to manipulate people and I don't deal with all that influence stuff, but. Every time you say, hey, I want to go to this restaurant instead of that one, right? You're trying to influence people to your outcome. So the more effective you get at influence, the more effective you can be as a leader, as a communicator, and as a persuader. So that's why, yes, it has to be ethical. And here's the the kind of litmus test I like to think Mm -hmm. of it is when I'm communicating, the outcome, right, the effect I want 
is it to benefit just myself or everybody involved in this experience? Uh So if it benefits just you, that's not so good. You want it to benefit everybody. Now, what are you trying to influence? Are you trying to affect somebody's behavior or are you trying to affect their beliefs and how they navigate reality? So Uh if you're trying to benefit yourself and affect somebody's beliefs, you're trying to manipulate them. That's what manipulation is. Now, if you're trying to benefit yourself and affect somebody else's behavior, you're coercing them. You don't care how they feel about it. You don't care their beliefs. You just want them to do this behavior to benefit only you. But if you're trying to benefit everybody and affect somebody's belief, you're trying to persuade them to go in this direction. And if you're trying to influence their behavior to benefit everybody, that's what influence is. Right. So as a leader, you want people to behave a certain way to get this outcome. So that's where ethical influence comes from. And if you're really getting at the root of what people believe and to get them in alignment with the mission of your company, you're trying to persuade them. And the more effective you can be as a communicator, the more effective you're going to be as a leader. So that that fire triangle that you were talking about is Fire requires three things, oxygen, fuel, and heat. Without any one of those, you're not going to have fire, right? That combustion. Right. Right. So influence relies on three things, just like fire. And if you're missing one, you're not going to be able to be a a skilled leader. And those three elements are rapport, likability, and trust. I, I love those discussions online you see. Is it better to be trustworthy or likable? Right. Yeah. Well, people don't want to do business with somebody they don't like, so I go for likability. Well, if I don't trust them, then I don't do – well, you know what? That's a false dichotomy. You need mm-hmm. both of them. You need likability right. and trust, and you need rapport, which is kind of – have you ever met somebody and you just click right away? Right. You don't yeah. know what it is, but man, we're both on the same wavelength, right? Yeah. That's what rapport is. And it's a function of the language that you use, the words, the tone of voice, your posture, the context, the time of day, all of that goes into creating rapport. And as a performer, it's been my job to establish rapport with a whole audience full of people. And that is a thousand times, like, imagine how difficult it is to establish rapport with one person, but an audience of a thousand people sitting there. Well, now it's a thousand times more difficult. Mm-hmm. So performers are masters at, at doing that and establishing the at least the appearance of being on the same wavelength with a whole audience, even if the performer isn't communicating directly with each person individually. Mm-hmm. And this is, I, I really like this uh, um, example of this association that you've done, because if I think about it, Jonathan, with influence, um, and you talk about coercion and manipulation, and um, I never thought of it that way, how you just put it, but it makes sense. Thank you. That is is music to my ears. That's my favorite thing to hear. I help people change their mind, and I love that. I've never thought of it that way. Yes, I did my job. (laughs) <laughs> great yeah no but i mean you, when you look think about influence and, and rapport likability and trust whenever whenever you feel like you're in a situation that you're a manipulator being coerced or something it, it seems like one of those three things are missing okay mm-hmm. um, you know it, sometimes you don't really go in into which one it's missing but you I, I know when i feel like i'm being coerced or i'm being manipulated something's not there i mean manipulation i think of trust i mean coercion it might be rapport or like ability you know just don't push me here i don't want to go there um but these three things really really balance and um let me just ask you one question about rapport so uh, you you're talking about you're talking about being up there in that audience with a thousand people okay Mm -hmm. and trying to get that rapport so is this about your mimics your body language the questions you ask what makes is there a secret formula to rapport? There, there is, and there isn't. Uh, a lot of a lot, man. Being congruous, congruity of communication is so important, right? If I say I love you, and I've got my fists up by your face, 
my posture is not congruous with the message I'm trying right. to deliver, right? So when you establish rapport, you have to actually be thinking and feeling what it is you're trying to communicate, right? Because yeah. people are really good at understanding if you're lying to them, mm-hmm. right? Because Absolutely. we've evolved to be social creatures, to read those, non, those nonverbal cues really well. And, and it's just being consciously aware of those steps go a long way. So the secret to establishing rapport is to actually love people, to actually be interested in what they think, what they believe, how their day's going. So as a performer or even as a speaker, even if you're just in the boardroom in front of five people, you have to care about them. And my mentor taught me how to lead with my heart, right? Opens your, your chest up, your shoulders back, and you literally lead with your heart and and you think about how much you love your audience and how much of a privilege it is to even be in the situation to connect with them, right? And you walk out on stage radiating that kind of warmth, they can't help but fall in love with you. Right. Now, if I was there trying to get something out of them or try to trick them into loving me and try to coerce them, you're going to feel that disingenuous kind of strategy, right? You're going to feel like I'm trying to game the system and try to get something from you instead of giving you all I have to give. So that's why as an effective leader, you've got to care about your team. If you don't care about your team, your team is surely not going to care about you. And they know it on a, on a fundamental instinctual level. If you don't care about your team, what are you doing being a leader in the first place? That is not the position for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. No. That that was really well put. Um, what what if I'm staying with this influence? So now you, we, also in your writings, I read you talk about a couple other things that, and you talk about timing is important. Okay. So we have this we have this triangle. We have to exert this rapport, this likability, this trust. But what's with the timing? Exactly. Timing. A lot of see. Timing is really important because you got to do the right thing at the right time, right? So you might be doing the right thing, but maybe it's too early. If, if I email an influencer or a mover and shaker in my industry and I email them first and say, here's what I want from you, right? Maybe that's not the best time to be doing this, mm-hmm. but the, the most effective time to influence somebody is after they've said thank you. Ah, interesting. And because why that? It's the power of reciprocity. Uh-huh. Right? I did something nice for you. You do something nice for me, vice versa. Now, when somebody says thank you, they're saying, hey, I really appreciate that thing that you did for me. Now, if you say no problem, you're welcome, don't mention it, you just gave up the most uh-huh. amazing opportunity to, to have some reciprocity. And that's what relationships are. Like, I love being in debt to my friends. Like, I love having them be able to call me for a favor and to have me do something for them, right? I love having those opportunities. So when somebody says, thank you, I love, you can just say something as simple as, I know you would have done the same thing for me. That's great. That's I never. Again, you got two. You have two things for me today. I didn't think about that either. Okay, so uh, <laughs> but I just uh, no. Um, I'd like to that timing, and then you also talk about um, the third and fourth strategy, which I'm kind of put them together a little bit um, when I'm kind of just watching the time here. You talk yeah. about you talk about um, connecting the docs and and self mastery. Okay, could could you just talk about those two? things as the last two steps. Yeah, quickly, connecting the dots is the the nature of networks. We're all on Facebook. We're all on these social platforms. But most of our real networks are closed. We prefer to be around people in our industry because they speak our language. We, We know the lingo, all the abbreviations, what that all means. Communication is really easy in that dynamic because a lot of shared experience means you can communicate a lot of information in a relatively short amount of time. So that's why they're comfortable and safe, but opportunities are born when you reach outside the network. So most people operate in a closed network 
where they share everything. But the few super connectors live in open networks and are brokers of information. So things that are old hat in the mentalism world are groundbreaking revelations to the leadership world. So mm-hmm. I'm now just a broker of my experience, knowledge, and skills, offering it to a different network. And now that same information is infinitely more valuable. So when you connect the dots, you just help people find people they should know. Okay. Right? And that's hugely influential. And the, the last one, the self-mastery, is it's so easy to look everywhere but inside yourself. But that's why Lao Tzu, the author of, of The Art of Warfare, says, mastering others is strength, mastering yourself is true power. So anytime you try to fix things out there, if you haven't fixed things in here first, it's never going to work. Okay, great. Got you. Um, so, Jonathan, in in closing, saying this has been such a great conversation. In closing, I just would like to ask you, we're going, heading into the new year. Do you have one tip for, uh, for our leaders out there? Okay. Um, just something that you could say, you know, uh, what they should think about as they go into 2018. Absolutely. Be more concrete than abstract. A lofty goal, I want to be a better person, is nowhere near as effective as saying, I want to call a friend every day this year. Make it concrete. Okay. So with that, Jonathan, we are going to um, say thank you. And to our listeners, thank you so much. This is Kimberly Lewis, Leadership Beyond Borders. Uh, And please tune in to us in 2018. And we wish... We wish everybody a really happy new year and take some of the advice that Jonathan, you've heard from him today and reach out to Jonathan at likeamindreader.com and reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and we will talk, see you and listen to you and hear us in 2018 and take some of his advice, make those resolutions and Have a really great new year. Thank you, Jonathan, also. Hey, hey, my pleasure for being here. Thanks for having me. And if you out there in listener land believe that I'm too busy to hear from you, I'm not. Please say (laughs) hi. I want to connect with you. Don't talk yourself out of being awesome. Okay, (laughs) great. Thank you. So thank you so much for listening to us today and listen to us next week. And next week will be 2018. And I wish everybody a great new year and connect with me at Kimberly Lewis at leadership beyond borders at gmail.com and happy new year. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.